All right, folks, let's get into it. What's good? 196 coming at you. Calcio Podcast, Sam Adamo. As usual, uh, we are back. What's up? What's happening? You guys all fucking fed up with the World Cup too? You guys ready to get into the mud? You guys ready to talk about a criminal case? All right? It's been about 15 years. We need one every 15 years or so. Every 10, 15 years or so, big scandal in Italy. It's happening. Here we go. The World Cup Oasis is no more. It was Nirvana, you know, no Italian football news. And now here we go. Um, first off, um, I, I said the pod wouldn't take a week to come out, that new ones would probably come out last episode. Obviously, it's been a week, day late on Thursday. We're back, you know, we're back in uh, top form. No, but uh, we, we really do have uh, episodes planned with guests and stuff, and more will be banked in the knockout rounds. I think we're, we're probably going to do a little bit more actual World Cup, like analysis, and like just analysis is a fucking, that's a fucking pussy word. You know what I mean? We're going to fucking, I don't know, we're going to talk about games and shit when big games happen that, uh, you know, that uh, are a little a little more tolerable. I don't know about you guys. I'm getting a little sick of the group stage. It could be because my team went out real quick. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of already over it now. Because all I've been doing is just toxically pulling against teams. You know? That's all I've been doing at the World Cup. But um, now nah, we, we got more content coming next week. I'm going to New York in a couple days. Um, mostly for stand-up uh, shows and stuff. But uh, meeting with some people. I'm going to be recording some pods with guests um, in the coming days and we'll be following shit down there. It'll be interesting to see what the vibe's like down there. So a lot of really cool shit going on. I'm going down on Sunday. So I might actually low-key have to hope that the U.S. wins their round of 16 game just, you know, to keep shit a little spicy. Um, they're playing the Dutch, which which may be a little tough. The Dutch look good. Um, it's hard it's hard as an Italian person right now with Italy not in the World Cup to not pull for the Dutch. Because you see, we have many enemies. Italians have many enemies. It's one of the curses of being of a background uh, of a country who's got a rich footballing history is we have a lot of enemies. We really care about who wins. And even when Italy's in a tournament, most of the time you're watching games and you're just actively pulling against teams. That's normally what you're doing because Italy's not playing every day, right? Well, now they're not even in the tournament. So every fucking other day, you're looking at games saying, Christ, I hope France loses. I hope France goes out. Shit, I hope Germany doesn't make it out of the group. By the time you're listening to this, I don't know. They may be out of the group for all I know. This will probably be coming out like super early on Thursday, late fucking like Wednesday, depending where you are in the world. But you know, that, yeah, that's what we're doing. Brazil, fuck them. They can't win. Well, you can't see England win, right? They've only got one World Cup. They can, they can win as many as they want for the next fucking 20 years and they still won't catch us. But they'll be unbearable, right? The fans would be, you don't want to see that. As entertaining as it would be, it's kind of fun to see England go deep in a tournament and then embarrass, you know, it just inevitably lose. But like that is entertaining. But you want to kind of have a level of insurance that, they won't win. And if they go out early, that's also fun. That's also a cool amount of suffering that they have to, you know, go through, which is entertaining for us to watch. Um, you know, there's this, there's this weird instinct I have. And I realized this today. I was able to kind of just consciously, like, 
notice it today, I, I guess, which is ever since I was a kid, I've had this weird goal that when I die, Italy has the most World Cups on planet Earth. I've had this goal, this weird, like unspoken kind of thing that I've never really admitted until now, but like I've had this deep-seated idea that when I die, Italy has to have the most World Cups in the world. So right now we're one behind Brazil, we're tied with Germany. The Germans and the Brazilians can win you know, under no circumstance. That's kind of the way it works. And then you look at the other countries you hate the most. So then it's France, generally. And then it's like, whatever the fuck else happens doesn't really matter. But you'd like for it to be like Senegal or Australia or Canada. Now that ain't happening because they fucking suck. And we'll get to that. You fucking trust me. But, you know, it's not probably, it's it's pretty unlikely that Poland continues to go on a run. How many more horseshoes can Wojtek Szczesny pull out of his ass? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we uh, we have to kind of be realistic here. Would you care if Portugal won? I wouldn't care to see Ronaldo win the World Cup. In that, like, yeah, I wouldn't, it wouldn't irk me. That could be cool. It would be kind of cool, you know, as a, as, as a football fan to see Messi or Ronaldo win a World Cup. Sure, Argentina have two. They're our cousins. They're cool. You know, they can't pass us, but, you know, they get a third, whatever, fine. They win one every fucking 30 years. Who gives a shit? You know, Messi wins a World Cup. That could be cool. But the safest bet is if, like, like the Netherlands or the Portuguese win, right? Because they're kind of like an upper echelon elite side who might actually have a shot, you know? But I have to pull against the Dutch. I do. Because if the U.S. win, that's cool content. Mexico's out now, uh, today. And, uh, you know, I assume that there might have been some Mexicans in, in New York. Not as many as in other parts of the U.S., for sh that's for sure. But, you, you know, the Italians are out. Like, I don't know what other interesting shit I'm going to get in New York. Like, are there a lot of Brazilians in New York? You know, Colombia's not in the tournament. You know, you got to work with what you got here, right? Maybe Korea. Probably, you know, Koreatown or, like, Japan. That could be cool. There's a lot of Koreans in New York. That's fair. You know, or maybe Africans. I mean, Ghana's probably out, but maybe not, you know? Like, that's kind of the point. You go to New York, you're going to, like, the United Nations, you know? One team advances, and you fucking, you know, you decide to set up something interesting. That's in a neighborhood where there's a lot of those people, you know? And, and, and yeah, uh, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of the goal here. We're, we're going to see stand-up is the goal next week, but we'll see where it goes, you know? We'll see where it goes in terms of like other content and other like, you know, uh, meetings and, 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 and people we can maybe get on as guests and just shoot the shits we could do. There will be more episodes. Like we're really ramping it up uh, like the last two weeks of the World Cup now. Uh, that's for sure. Um, so, so, so stay tuned. Bear with me, please. But yeah, like here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick a team and pull for them. That's weird. I did it with Canada and, and you know, that was demoralizing enough. Let me tell you, I mean, this Canadian national team was, they, they were right there with Qatar out after two games, zero points. And, um, you know, that Belgium game that they lost really, uh, that really fucking stings now. That one's really going to bite him in the ass. I mean, that one really, that one really did bite him in the ass. Right. Um, there was a big, uh, there was a big to do about something that uh, John Herdman, the Canadian manager, said after the Belgium loss. Uh, he huddled. You, I mean, you guys all saw this shit. You guys haven't been living under a rock. You fucking listen to this pod. You know what's going on with 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 world football. But just to you know, uh, loop you back in. Um, so after the Belgium game, Herdman brings all the Canadian players into the middle of the field and huddles up. 
uh, he has them all huddle up around him, right? And and he gives them a speech of some kind. And then a reporter asked them, what did you say? And he said, we're going to go fuck Croatia and that's it, whatever. Uh, we're, 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 we're here, boys. Or some, you know, whatever. He said F Croatia because he kind of like, he, 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 he pussied out a little bit. But same shit. He may as well have said, we're going to go fuck the Croatians' mothers and wives and grandmothers. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. At that point, he said it. And, and, you know, the Balkan media ran with it. Now, it looked good. It looked good. I mean, they scored real early, and then it, then it all fell apart. And I got to say, this is where it became a little tough to watch. Now, personally, on a, like on a very personal note, this game took place at 11 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast on a Sunday. So, prime time for watching a sport, you know, in Canada. Coast to coast, it's like 8 o'clock to like 12 o'clock, uh, you know during the day on a Sunday, great time to watch, everyone's fucking watching this game, my girlfriend and her family scheduled a Christmas brunch, a pajama brunch uh, on Sunday, so I went over to her house, and my girl, I showed up maybe like 10 minutes after the game started, I was listening to it in the radio in the car, because uh, I had to pick some shit up on the way over, so I couldn't be there for 11, and she goes, what's the score, I go, what do you mean what's the score, you're not watching, well, where's your father, like, your father likes soccer, your, your father likes football, your father likes sports, where the fuck is he, he's like my one ally here, we got three women in the kitchen fucking, you know, my, my girlfriend and her sister are making brunch, it was a lovely brunch by the way, I'm not complaining over here, I mean it was, it was, it was great, but you know, like, you gotta let, you gotta let me, you gotta let the men kind of like go a little buck wild here and then, you know, we'll, we'll have French toast, you know, with panetton, by the way, it was excellent, I'm not gonna lie, it was a very good brunch, they make a good brunch, but you know, I need a little ally here, I don't want to come in and just and just, you know, get shown the Christmas tree. Hey, look, the Christmas decorations are up. No, like, I, sorry, the game's on. Let me sit down. I've never seen them fucking play before. Italy's out. This is the only kind of tribal pride I have right now. All right? So I, I go to sit down. And I go, where's your father? And she says, he's out. We sent him to get Prosecco. Mean, you poor guy. You fucking sent the guy out on an errand while Canada's playing in a World Cup game. He comes back, and we're down, like, 2-1 by that point. And, uh, you know, punctual as ever, right at the stroke of halftime, her family shows up. Never late. When people, when you want people to be a little bit late, they're never late. They're always early. Um, and then, you know, whatever, people start talking, aunts and uncles. And I get told by her and her sister, Sam, lower the TV. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like how are you guys not all watching this with me? And her grandmother made me laugh because there's a lot of Moroccans in Montreal. And she lives in an area that was once a very immigrant Italian neighborhood. And it's still an immigrant neighborhood, but now it's a new immigrant neighborhood. So you have old Italians and a few Portuguese people. But you have like new immigrants too. So you have a lot of Sikhs, like a lot of like Punjab Indians, and you have a lot of uh, North Africans. And she was saying, uh, she was asking me, Mama, che ha vinto ieri? La Francia? L'Australia? Who, who fucking won yesterday? And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, France won. I mean, there's a lot of French people in, in Montreal. She goes, and I go, okay, like, yeah, it might have been France, I don't know, a lot of people in the streets, sure, this was yesterday, she goes, no, no, like, today, like, this morning, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I go, oh, senor, sono marocchini, which is funny, because, like, a lot of older Italian people don't really understand what a Moroccan person is, just anyone from North African, an Egyptian person, Tunisian, Algerian, Marocchino, they're all Moroccan, <laughs> you know, they couldn't pinpoint it on a map, probably to save their lives, and, and you know, but they're just, uh, so, so ni Marocchini, they're just, the, the, actually, some of them just say the Arabs, they, they, they don't even, they don't even know who's where, the nuance of the Maghreb, they don't know that shit, so, 
uh, yeah, the Moroccans were going nuts in, uh, in, in Canada. Now, like on a very local level, it would be kind of fun to see Canada beat Morocco, win a game at the World Cup, narrowly miss qualification, by the way. Like I'm checked out of the World Cup now as a fan, right? As a football lover, I'm watching it. But like as a, as a as a tribal fan, I'm I'm checked out. Since last weekend, I'm I'm over it now. You know, Canada's out. But if they do win the game, or like there is a game to play. If they if they win it, I mean they they could have, I mean they could actually do themselves pretty proud. They could like say they narrowly missed qualification. But what would be really cool then is Morocco, who beat Belgium a few days ago would then not qualify and that would be that would be fun that would be fun for me at a local level just to see like Moroccan guys who I know who I play soccer with kind of lose their mind and just like throw their hats on the ground and say this is a fucking joke how do we lose to Canada like it would be kind of poetic there's a lot of them here in this city but you know I also kind of want to see them do well like like but also you know I'll be fucking I'll be gone for like 10 days by the time I fucking get back from New York they'll be out of the tournament if they fucking make it out right they're not going to the semifinals right like what are we nuts here let's not kid ourselves shit um yeah the day I get back is the day I get back is, so there's going to be a so I, I'm getting back between the quarterfinal and the semifinal so yeah like Morocco's going to be out by then you know what I'm saying could still be cool, you know, local, the local scene will definitely feel, you know, a little more exciting, but yeah, man, bro, like, listen, I tell you, there, there's this one girl, God bless her, I mean, she does content on, uh, on TikTok, and um, I think she's Canadian, and, and I gotta say, like, like, I've been seeing a lot of people do this, so I'm kind of singling this girl out, uh, I think her name's Caroline, I, kill, I wanted to stitch this on TikTok, but I, she wouldn't let me stitch it, and I get it, she's a girl talking about soccer, so... Definitely turn your stitches off on TikTok, girl. And that's the move, okay? People will fucking, people will tell you you don't know shit uh, uh, because you're going, you'll say, well, will you, will you clap, love? Oh, you fucking dumb, dumb bomba clap. I don't know what the fuck. I feel like um, you'd have a lot of, she speaks with a North American accent. I think you'd have a lot of like Londoners uh, come at her and, and use like, uh, like Caribbean slang that I'm not familiar with and that I'm kind of embarrassing myself trying to re replicate right now. So um, anyway, I, I won't do that again, but you, you understand, you understand my point. So, so, uh, but I'm singling her out here, but a lot of people are like, you know, Canada have a lot to be proud of. Uh, it's a little patronizing. We, we really don't. I mean, we made the tournament. That's cool. It's a cool side. You know, people thought we brought the vibes. Sure. Great. I got to say, like, to say that you're proud of them uh, and that they really, like, showed face positively, I mean, I don't know, bro. How fucking low was the bar? You know what I'm saying? It's not a bad team. They should have beat Belgium. They really fucked up. The coach made a bad call. And listen, by the way, by the way, the Croatian people who clung to this are losers, okay? They're fucking pussies, okay? They're, it's a ridiculous thing to cling to and get fired up about. Fucking relax. What do you think he says to players? Now, also, okay, in the art of war, maybe maybe not the best call. You know what I'm saying? Not a great mind game to play. It was a little too, uh, it was a little too um, transparent. You want to kind of veil things a little bit, you know? Tabloids do shit. They, they do what they're going to do, like a tabloid fucking 
uh, right, like put like a, a maple leaf over his, a giant maple leaf over his mouth and a tiny one over his cock saying, you know, you have no balls, but you have a big mouth. So like that's going to be posted in the dressing room. They're throwing darts at it. It's, it's what, it's what it, you know, and that's the sort of shit that like mainstream news can kind of get behind because that's edgy for them, right? The BBC or CBC or, 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 or you know, NBC, whoever, Fox Sports, whoever the fuck, whatever networks are covering games, they could show that, right? And they could be like, ooh, wow, this is salacious, right? Uh, so it, that just kind of ups the ante because then your aunt who watches the World Cup like once every four years or your uncle or random people see that and think, wow, this is crazy. Oh my God, this is hot. This is contentious. Like, no, bro, you got to hit him with the backhanded, like very veiled shit, okay? The backhanded compliments, the backhanded compliments that are very specific toward, you know, specific players on that team, stuff that kind of goes over the head of the casual. That's what you need to do. Stuff that's going to get into the locker room, but that isn't going to, you know, permeate the culture of, of, of the average Croatian person. But, you know, so they fucked up. Overall, like from top to bottom, it's fair to say, like they're not a great team to watch. And they, they got exposed by European by European fucking teams. And I mean, here's, here's uh, Caroline on TikTok saying what she said about uh, Canada at the World Cup. Dude, I'm not. I'm fucking not. Are you kidding me? That was fucking awful, bro. It was the worst fucking week of my life having to support Canada, bro. Please, I'm identifying as Italian now. I, I hope I never have to do that again. Italy, please. Yazzurri, fucking crazy. Roberto Mancini, please never do that again, bro. Never make Jorginho take a penalty again. We cannot miss another fucking World Cup. I will fucking drive off a bridge if I have to watch Canada play another game unironically and try to pull for them and try to feel something. I can't. I tried. The defense is too bad. I cannot do it for the life of me. Okay, it's not just. I, I I have too much of a lifetime of supporting another nation. Okay, and and hating all of our tribal rivals. I cannot just switch allegiances like that. It was wrong. It was not the right move. I paid the price for it. I'm paying the price, by the way, for having seen Italy win the World Cup when I was like eight, nine years old. The first time I ever watched a World Cup, and you know, I've never seen a country that I support or that I have any tribal allegiance or citizenship toward, right? I've never seen them win a game in a fucking qualify, in a fucking knockout game, excuse me. I've never seen them win a knockout game in a World Cup, never. Italy, 2010, 14, 18, fucking now, never seen them win a fucking knockout game. The last knockout game I saw them win was nine years old. Fabio Cannavaro lifted the World Cup at the end of it on July 9th, 2006. I've not seen anything since, okay? On four attempts, four attempts. Two of them, my fucking country was in the tournament. Two of them, they fucking wore it. I've seen them win European championships. That's true. It's not the same thing. We're talking about something very specific here. All right. I'll watch Canada in the Gold Cup, but I want to watch Canada in the Gold Cup in the summer the way you're supposed to, which is my birthday's July 2nd. It usually overlaps at some point. There's people over at my house. We're having cigars. We're drinking beer. Okay. People are playing like water polo in the pool. Okay. We're playing bocce outside. We're you know, we're WAPs, living as WAPs do. We're eating copious amounts of food, okay? We're living a very Mediterranean lifestyle over the course of this day. And then because we happen to be Canadians, adopted Canadians living in Canada, we throw on a game of our adopted homeland and we'll see them play Haiti to, you know, 
I mean, the last time this happened, they beat, they lost to Haiti. And that was fine. We didn't care. I didn't lose sleep over it like I would if Italy had lost to Austria in the World Cup, excuse me, in the Euro last year. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. That's okay. I, I want to continue to be indifferent about Canada, bro. I can never do that again. I can never get emotionally invested in them again. For Christ, for the life of me. I, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for me. I really don't. Um, you know... There was a lot of potential there to really, you know, to, to, to upset Croatia. And, and if they could have seen it out a little better into the, you know, into halftime, it might have, it might have gone a little better. But, you know, even then, I would have been like with a bunch of people who were, you know, over at someone's house for brunch and, and not really for the World Cup. But then I feel bad because I'm being antisocial. Like Germany's playing against Spain and I'm fucking keeping my fingers crossed that Germany are about to get eliminated. And then they score with 10 minutes left in the game and I'm in a pissy mood. You know, I'm in a pissy mood. I'm watching the game in a corner by myself while the rest of the family watches like home videos or something that they found on VHS. You know, like I, I feel bad, right? But, you know, I'm saying it may not have been a great environment for Canada to have come back in because I would have like, it would have revealed a very ugly side of me, honest to God, because I would have started to like run around and yell and, and, and lose my mind um, if they had tied it up late or something, which I mean, they never came close, I guess, in the end, but they kind of did like in the second half. There was an opportunity that, I mean, Osorio from Toronto took a great shot that just whizzed by the post. Like, like, you know, if that goes in, I lose my mind. I rip my pants. My gra my girlfriend's grandmother looks at me a little bit differently. She thinks I'm crazy. Like, and I am, which is fine. But maybe it's for the best. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Uh, you know, it's gonna be weird to watch a game that you don't give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Against Cro against like Morocco. Because if this was Italy, like I'd watch it like out of a like an obligation to duty, but I do it like like kind of in the same way that a sadist will 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 watch some kind of like kinky weird sex. It's it's like it's to punish yourself. You know you're gonna hate it, and and you kind of have to do it anyway. You know it's kind of like watching your terrible club team if you support a club who's just in a rut. Um, I guess with Canada, it's more like hey, we're still here. Who knows? Maybe maybe we could win the World Cup game. This could be fun. Fuck, we're playing Morocco. If we if we kill Morocco, that'd be really funny for me at a local level. Like I said before, right? So. There's an element to it that'll be uh, that'll be worth watching. It'll just be interesting to see how I fucking feel about it, you know? Oh man. Now let's hope that the US beat the Dutch. Here's the thing though. I'll be I'll be in New York, which is fantastic. Um there will be US men's national team fans there. And if they do well and go on a run like the semifinal, which I don't think they'll do. I don't think they're a great team, but too young. But but they're a decent team, but they're too young, you know what I mean? But um again, like New York isn't really the place you want to be to kind of like take in the U.S. men's national team and shit because there are too many people from around the world that actually care about other countries. The best place to be, I said it last week, is like Kansas City. And sure as shit, last week, um, last week I said that and then fucking yesterday, bro, uh, the U.S. beat Iran. And I, where did they fucking turn to? You know how you have like a bunch of like fucking different uh, van events and viewing parties? The U.S. is a huge country, 330 million people, Okay. They could have fucking picked an event anywhere. There might have been one in Philadelphia or New York City or God knows where. But you know, you know, no. You know where one was? You know where the one that they chose to show was? It was fucking Kansas City. Outside, was it the stadium that the Kansas City MLS team plays? I mean, it was not a fun... It looked, didn't look good. It looked like a, like a sad tailgate. You know, but that's like their box park Croydon where like the biggest like hard old US fans go to watch games in the entire country. It's like in the Midwest. It's Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri, baby. That's it. It's, you know... 
We'll see. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the vibe is like there. You know, I mean, I don't think they'll beat the Dutch, though, bro. Let's be fucking real, bro. I don't know. I know there's a lot of Americans that listen, but you, do you guys even care? Are you guys Italian listening? Are you guys all American? Do you defer to the U.S. like I defer to Canada when Italy's not in the tournament? <clears throat> like, man, the Dutch. The Dutch are weird. You know what I've noticed about the Dutch is whenever you watch a game that Holland's playing at the World Cup, they'll always pan to fans in the stands who are like, you know, dressed up in the orange garb with like their faces painted and they're always like just white dudes and the team is like mostly black they're mostly like from Suriname and like South Africa or South America they're mostly like a team of people from fucking literally Suriname right Suriname Curaçao a bunch of like mixed guys who come over to Holland and they like play football in the streets because they're like part of immigrant communities and they play the best I guess they learn the best skills they wind up growing up to be the best players right because people that have been settled there for generations tend to be a little bit more affluent, I guess. They're more well, they're like more well settled into, uh, you know, Dutch European society. So they don't do well at football, but they watch it, and it's kind of weird. It's like there's just, there's just like kind of feels like in Squid Game where you have those like those those billionaires just sitting back watching these fucking poor freaks just like do these crazy games and, and die, <laughs> you know, die falling off the platform, the glass platform at the end, you know. But they all wear the fucking like the head garb. That kind of feels like. That kind of feels like the same thing when I watch like Dutch guys going to the games. You know, your names are Gus and Louis or, or whatever the fuck, you know, another Dutch name is. I don't know. Louis van de something. And you're watching like these 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 guys from like from Suriname play. It's just really odd. There's, there feels like there feels like it'd be something very almost like, uh, you know, like, like I'm the king and you're the jester. Entertain me. Entertain me, peasant, you pleb. It's interesting. You you won't see Surinamese fans like in the crowd. I haven't. I I really haven't. Um, yeah, but like they're a huge part of the success of that that country over the last few decades. You know, I'm looking forward to that game though. I, I really am. I'm look I'm looking forward to the knockout round. Point blank. Period. It'll be uh, it'll be cool. It'll be cool, man. Um, we're, we're gonna do a lot of fun shit. Uh, but man, like the U.S., bro, the, oh man, the, the American fans, bro, we got to say just one thing real quick. Okay. Word to the wise. You guys need to retire the Icelandic chant. Okay. The Icelandic fucking clap. I mean, that shit's been appropriated over the course of like the last six years now to the point it's almost embarrassing. You cannot still be doing that, bro. Anyone that does the Icelandic chant, I guess doesn't really have a football culture. You know what I mean? South Americans have their chants. The fucking trumpet, whatever, you know? They fucking yelling homophobic slurs and shit. That's what the South Americans do, and then the Europeans have their I don't know, they have their they have their chance. I don't fucking know. Then you but but I don't know, bro. The, the like you just have American sport fans that are like, oh yeah, let's do what the let's do what the Icelandics did. We saw it on fucking four four three on like on Instagram that one time. It was on Sports Center. Look, it went viral. Yeah, let's try that. That's fun. Let's get the drum out and everything. Like you you guys aren't Nordic. What the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. Um. But yeah. By the way, okay. Let's play a game. All right. I'm gonna rattle off fucking players who are in the World Cup right now 
who I had no idea were still fucking playing or who were still fucking playing for the national team. Guys who I thought didn't exist anymore. Guys, João Mario is still playing for Portugal. He's starting for Portugal. João Mario, formerly of Inter. I think he's playing in Portugal now for, is it Benfica or Sporting? I'm not sure. Uh, thought he was dead. Thought he was dead. Vincent Janssen, who's 28 years old, who's now playing in Mexico, is playing for the Dutch. I thought, I, I, I thought he, uh, yeah, same thing. Dead, retired. Uh, off the map, probably playing in like, uh, I don't know, in Indonesia or China or something. He's at the World Cup right now. Uh, Davy Klassen, I thought he had grandkids. He's 29. He's bald. I thought he's been, dude, that guy's looked 29. That guy's been 29 for the past fucking five years. I, I don't know how that guy is still playing for Holland. It makes no fucking sense. Baba Rahman. Baba Rahman is playing for Ghana. That guy used to play for Chelsea, remember? And he would, he would go out on loan to German clubs and shit. He's still the best left back in Ghana. And they have Andre Ayu playing. And Ricardo Rodriguez is still playing for Switzerland. Who, um, are Switzerland through? I think they, we don't know, right? They're playing Serbia. Fuck, what a cracker game that's going to be. I think I got to go for Serbia now for the rest of the tournament. I got a Serbian buddy. They're cool. Serbia's harmless. They're fun to see do well. Uh, they, they, they fuck shit up. They, you know, they, they party. Uh, they mean business. They're, they're violent. They're aggressive. And they're patriotic. I respect that. As an Italian person who has no team in the tournament right now, I respect that. Now, conversely and ironically, I also respect that about Albania, who's not in the tournament, but they kind of are. They're called Switzerland. Uh, but, but like, I just, I like, I like all countries in that part of the world. Southeastern Europe is just a great place uh, because the football teams are all harmless. All right, there's no, there's no like deep-seated rivalry or hatred. Uh, you know, with, with the Mediterraneans, it's just like, hey, do your thing. If you guys can fuck shit up, that'd be awesome. You know, it's fun to see. Except for Croatia, because Croatia have kind of succeeded a little too much. They're a little annoying now, you know? A little bit. Serbia's not had that for a very long time. They were Yugoslavia back in the day. I was, you know, my father uh, My father had barely, he was, he was going through puberty when they were last relevant. You know what I mean? I don't even know if I was a sperm yet. Hope Serbia beats Switzerland. Fuck them, man. If Serbia beats Switzerland, that's kind of like, you know, that's it's kind of like the proverbial, you know, the, the Italian killer is, is, is gone, is dead. Um, it'd be cool to see Serbia move on, though, man. Everyone's dark horses are dying, man. You know, fucking Denmark, one point. Australia went through in that group. Congrats to the Aussies. Fucking first time since what? I think the last time they went through and threw out of the group, I think Francesco Totti knocked them out in the round of 16. Uh, when Fabio Grosso, you know, set up that that impeccable dive. Which, by the way, now I never thought about this. That was probably a really interesting game, like in Melbourne and shit, or you know, in the really you know, in the really wog communities down there. That was probably a really fucking crazy time to be alive, to be an Italian in Australia. Um, if you're if you're listening to this and you remember that, actually, a lot of a lot of listeners are in Australia. If you're old enough to remember that. Write in, send a DM, just just fucking acknowledge. I'm curious of what that shit was like actually back in the day. Like we're talking like 16 years ago now. I remember that game very vividly. I wonder what it was like. If Canada played the US, you know, New Jersey would be set on fire. Bensonhurst Brooklyn would be set on fire. And and to be honest, that would be a little more embarrassing because those guys, I mean, those guys are, are how do I put this lightly? Um, I mean, they could trace a family tree back to the mother country, right? Or whatever the fuck they would call it. But, you know, how 
How into the culture are they? How really aware are they of what it means to be Italian? Those are American men and women, you know what I mean, who are, who are pulling for Italy, which is fine. Pull for us. You know, you feel a nationalistic pride. Get on board. It's fine. But it's like, dude, in this binary like system, like you're really going to go to war with the fucking U.S.? I mean, if you didn't have the U.S., if you get dropped anywhere else in the world outside of the neighborhood that you live in, you're fucked, right? You could maybe go to Florida. Italians can get away with going to Florida, okay? They can. Maybe a little bit of Vegas, but you know, this isn't casino in the fucking, you know, whatever, whatever that fucking movie took place. Was it the 70s, the 60s? That was a long time ago, you know? Not the same thing. When did Casino take place? Was it in the 80s? I know it was, I know it was released in the 90s, but anyway. Italians can really only cut it in like Miami, and they can cut it in like New York. And, and New York is, New York includes like the entire East Coast, okay? New York includes the entire East Coast. It includes... It includes fucking, uh, you know, New Jersey. It includes Pennsylvania. I know it doesn't, but it does in my mind, you know? And specifically Americans, you know, Canadians are different. It's a different wave of immigrants. We're later immigrants. We're not there yet. We're getting there and we'll be there in 50 years. We're not there yet, you know? Um, guys, we got to take a little World Cup intermission here. Uh, so, 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 okay, so. Bombshell comes out the other day. I'm about to record, and this this comes out, and I say, "Now nah, I gotta wait for this fucking. I gotta wait for the dust to settle, and we'll we'll wait a couple days, and then we'll we'll pod when shit's a little more, uh, you know, clear exactly what's going on." But and here we are. So this is me talking about this. So so Andrea Agnelli, the president of Juve, steps down. The entire board steps down. Pavel Nedved steps down. The next day, the owner of Ferrari, not the owner, fucking the president of Ferrari or something, Scuderia Ferrari, the F1 team, steps down. Um, a warrant is out for Fabio Paratici's arrest, apparently, in London. Um, formerly, of course, the, uh, the, uh, the president of Juve, was he the sporting director? He was the sporting director of Juve, that's right. So the only guy left now is Max Allegri. Max Allegri outlived them all. He buried them all. I love my grandfather to death, but there's an expression. He's the most cynical one out of all of his brothers and sisters and about out of everyone he knows. And he's, you know, he's outliving them all. It's one of those things, you know. Johnny Andrioli's gonna live him. He's gonna outlive them all. Okay, my grandfather Giovanni's gonna fucking outlive everyone, and and it's just what it, it's just what it is. And he's gonna be saying the whole time, you know, I'm gonna croak soon. You know, he's gonna be see. It's that's how it is. He's gonna be talking about how he's he's on the verge. Dude, my grandfather actually, my grandfather's been making those jokes as long as I can remember. He had an operation seven years ago. Dude, my grandfather used to go to this barber, this Italian barber, in uh, the neighborhood where he lives right now. He lives. He lives in Montreal, right? So in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood he lives, and used to go to a barber nearby. And a few years ago, he had to have an operation, a bra like a like a brain operation. So they had to like you know they had to they had to open him up, meaning that his head was going to be a little sensitive for a while. So he uh, he went to get a haircut. So he went to get a haircut before this brain operation because he knew he wasn't going to be able to get a haircut for some time. And what he did was he. Right, okay, so he goes into the barber shop and he tells the barber at the end, hey, listen, by the way, I got an operation tomorrow. Allora, se non mi vede più, vuol dire che sono morto. He goes, an operation tomorrow, so if you don't see me, again, it means I'm dead. <laughs> now, here's what's funny. As you'll know, a lot of you guys will know, I cut hair. This was right around the time that I started cutting hair. I learned it by accident. He goes, Sam, listen, my hair's, a little, my head, my hair's long and my head is sensitive. Do you mind doing my hair, please? I don't want to go back to the barber. He's going to fuck me up. He's going to hurt me. I said, yeah, no problem. I'll cut your hair. 
And I did. And he's like, you know what? You did a good job. Keep doing it. And dude, I've been cutting his hair since. He's never fucking gone back to that barber. That barber probably thinks he's dead. And he could walk back in there alive, like like eight years later, right? Be like, yeah, I'm still alive. Fuck, you thought I was dead, cocksucker? No, I'm still around. And then the conversation would drift toward in that haircut. The first time in eight years, he'd be probably fucking sitting down to get a haircut. Guy thought he was dead all these years. He could then, tra- if he hasn't retired already, my grandfather could then transition the conversation as saying, hey, you know, we're all going to go someday or something of that effect. That's just who he is. That's just who he is. And I love him. Um, Max Allegri is going to live them all. He's my grandfather. That's it. It's what it is. You think whoever the fuck is going to come in now as the board, right, is going to get rid of the coach and try to ruffle feathers when he has like 30 million euro on, you know, he has a fucking, you know, he has a 30, euro, blah, 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 blah. He's a 30 million euro contract hanging over their head. Excuse me. Uh, no, he, he won't. He won't leave. That was tough to follow, but you, you got what I'm saying. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, Maurizio Arriva Bene from... Ferrari came over to Juve like a year ago. He's still around. So I guess, so this all has to do with like some accounting issues from like a year or two ago. Or like going back to like in the last three years, 2019, 2021, I believe, they were in, the, I think the club was investigated for like some accounting uh, bullshit. Now here's the thing. Creative accounting is a very real thing that happens in Italian football. It's a very real thing that happens in world football right now. Okay. The... President of the Spanish Football Association is coming out, basically calling out, calling Agnelli a cocksucker, saying it's terrible, and he hopes that Juve are punished. That's vindictive. Now, again, as you guys all know, I'm a Juve fan. I'm a little biased and partial here, but that guy's a cocksucker, okay? That guy, I think his name is Tavelas, or Javier Tebas, Tavelas, I forget what the fuck his name is. It doesn't matter. He's, an, he's a bureaucrat. He's a football bureaucrat. He's, a, he, he, he's, he, he's replaceable, okay? He's a loser. He doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, he can get shot in the head tomorrow and they could appoint literally fucking anyone, his vice. It won't matter, okay? It's a figurehead role. That's all it is. But this guy came out and said, you know what? Juve deserved to be punished for some uh, alleged um, accounting malfeasance, which, by the way, apparently, like some, some sporting tribunal investigation uh, found them innocent of, I think, like two months ago or. or Something like that, like a month ago, going back to October, I think. So unclear what this all fucking is, to be honest with you. All I know is these cocksuckers are getting arrested, and they all, they, they all resigned the day before because they got the news that they were going to get arrested. So they figured that in order to, you know, maintain a certain level of dignity and also, you know, probably for a certain optical level for the club, get the fuck out now, and, and, and it won't look as bad as, you know, the entire fucking board and the president of Juve and the fucking ex-sporting director all getting arrested on the same day. No, they 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 resigned and now it's the ex-sporting director and the ex-board members are now being investigated. It's a different thing. But look, guys, a lot of fans right now are pissed off. A lot of fans are, uh, are a little upset. But, bro, like, here's the thing. You need to chill a little bit if you're a Juve fan, okay? You're not getting relegated. You're not getting relegated. Here's why, okay? This is not the same as whatever the fuck happened in 2006. Now, listen, I know that what happened in 2006, I know that Inter fans, okay, and I know if I had Nima on the pod right now who owns and operates, uh, you know, sempreinter.com or I had, you know, whatever, any like uh, Interista journalist from Italy on, they'd kind of refute these claims. But the reality is, guys, it was a little bit dicey, okay? One guy at Juve, one lone wolf, was on the phone apparently making certain, you know, making, I don't know, he was, he was caught on a wiretap making certain conversations. There was a lot more evidence to suggest that malfeasance was going on uh, in the Nerazzurro camp, okay, in Milan, but 
Here's the thing. I'm not even suggesting that any sanctions should have been levied against Inter and that they should have got relegated too and that the book should have gotten thrown at Inter uh, because of, you know, the fact that that they were apparently embroiled in some in some pretty unsavory shit as well. But I think the guy who fucking... Something to do... I don't know. Bonyani, Giuseppe Bonyani, G just Juve on... on uh, is, is his name on, on, on Juve. On, on fucking... On YouTube, excuse me. A few years ago did a very comprehensive summary of Calciopoli. But if I recall correctly, the way he dumbed it down, which which was good, was he kind of basically just made very clear. Now again, he's biased also, obviously, but it seemed to have been an account of events as, as things unfolded, okay? I think the investigator in the whole case used to work for Inter or something like that with Moratti, or was it Interista? There was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of uh, you know, self-interest involved in that whole thing. I'm not suggesting that Inter should have had the book thrown at them. I'm saying that nobody should have. I'm saying everybody fucks around. There's a little bit of fuckery. As long as games are being played that are not fixed, nothing matters. That's it, okay? The rules exist for a reason, okay? There's a reason why athletes get tested for performance-enhancing drugs. There's a reason for that, which is they can take them if they want, but if they are, they, got a better, they, they better fucking skate around the rules, okay? They better find fucking ways to keep skating around them, and eventually they'll probably get caught up too, right? So, so unless you're Atalanta, in which case, uh, apparently you can fucking blood dope and, and, you know, no one will fucking know for years. Honestly, I wonder how many teams actually do blood dope. Apparently there were allegations that Real Madrid was doing it years ago. Everyone fucking knows this, 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 you know, this, this, this joke, I guess, about Atalanta doing it. But like, there actually is some evidence to suggest that they perform better than most human beings in that area. And it is rather strange. That's all I'm saying. But until you could prove anything, who cares? There are rules in place. If Atalanta are breaking them and they're caught breaking them, they'll get in shit. But unless you could prove it, nothing matters. Now, here's the thing when it comes to finances and accounting, okay? They have to submit. These clubs have to submit certain things and they have due diligence to meet. Within the Champions League, within European football, but also more specifically, because this applies to, you know, supplies to to newly promoted sides as it does to, you know, last year's Scudetto winner. They all have to comply within a certain um, set of rules and parameters that are set forth by the Lega Calcio, also known as the Serie A. So, look, there are rules for a reason. If the rules are fucking dog shit, okay, and the rules allow for faulty accounting to take place, then you got to do the faulty accounting. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. If you're not trying to take advantage of the rules and find loopholes and game the system, you're fucking, you're, you're a fucking loser and you're not doing your job well. What are you doing, bro? What are you doing if you're not fucking taking advantage of tax loopholes, okay? And you're not opening up offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands if it is technically legal, okay? Nike doesn't pay shit in tax because they open up... Uh, you know, accounts in Ireland, which is apparently a tax haven. And I think they pay like no corporate tax over there. So officially they're based out of Ireland or their accounts are. So that's where they file tax, which is to say they don't, they, they, they don't file tax. That's it. And it's not illegal. Is it fucked up? Yeah, but that's how it works. And as we'll get to in a little bit when this, with this FIFA uncovered review, okay, which we promised last week, that's just the nature of how shit is. People always act in their own self-interest and you can almost expect it in any in any setting, even if it's for a not-for-profit that you're working for, it's just what people fucking do, okay? And yeah, you have a few goody-two-shoes, okay? You have the one guy out of the 22 people on the FIFA Executive Council who's still there now today, who never got embroiled in anything. That's great, okay? That's the guy you want to marry your daughter. But like also kind of not. You kind of want the guy that's going to take a bribe to marry your daughter because he could take care of himself and he could take care of his family. That's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So... 
Look, a lot of fans of other teams right now are celebrating this, saying Juve are going to get relegated. First of all, no, they're not. They're very unlikely to. You have individual people that might get in trouble for it. Uh, it's unlikely to. It's unlikely to because I don't think they were trying to break rules. If anything, they were probably. <laughs> what it sounds like is there were just a couple of transactions that occurred that allowed them to that allowed them to effectively write the books in a certain way or present the books in a certain way that was compliant. Now, whether or not they were overinflating values of players doesn't really matter because the value of a player, and this is part, this is kind of a flaw in the system here. If you want to say that the value of a player is whatever the transfer mark, uh, .com website, uh, you know, uh, nerds in Germany say that the value is, if that's what you want to adhere to, that's like the universal like objective value that you want to assign uh, to, to a player. And if it's like within uh, a certain range percentage of that value, then it's acceptable. But if it's beyond that range, then no bueno. Like, bro, it's impossible to police what value you assign to a player. The value of a player is whatever the fuck a team is going to pay for him. That's all. Now, look, fans of other teams in Italy right now should not be, stro should not be throwing stones from glass houses. Okay, I got a fucking hork and spit and I'm not going to cut. Because I'm still fucking coming over. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. I'm still getting over fucking last week's. Last week's fucking dog shit. Okay. Guys, look. Fans of other teams cannot throw stones from glass houses right now. You really think this is going to be only fucking Juve? You really think that only Juve is going to is going to fucking go down for this shit? If it is, it's a fucking witch hunt, okay? It is a witch hunt if only Juve is going down for this shit because every fucking team does this. You don't think that Inter is involved in the same sort of shit, okay? I think Milan were bullied into doing this, okay? Because they almost gotten shit a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken, with uh with UEFA and they almost were going to I think they almost got banned from the Champions League or they got like banned from European football. What was it? Like they got relegated to the Europa League. There was something. There was a sanction that was levied against them. I don't remember. This shit happened so fucking often. But a few years ago, Milan basically got scared into complying and as a result, they couldn't fuck around as much. They, they're run by a hedge fund, okay? They're run by Elliott fucking management and by Paolo, Mal, Paolo Maldini, a former player, okay? Who I wouldn't submit to you as a dumbass. I think he's a pretty competent dude from what I understand. I, don't, I think he's kind of smart. But he's not Andrea Agnelli, okay? Andrea Agnelli's a fucking... He's a fucking... He went to Oxford or Cambridge or wherever the fuck he went. He's the son of an industrialist, okay? He's he's a trust fund kid who is good at the business, all right? That's a, that's a dangerous motherfucker right there, okay? He has cousins. <coughs> he has cousins who fuck transvestites and wear pink glasses and, 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 and are style icons in GQ, okay? You could go one way or you can go the other. He's chosen to dedicate his life to business. He's a real motherfucker, okay? He knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, so, if, if he'll look at the books. He understands accounting. And, and he'll look at the books and say, yeah, we're good. We're, we're compliant. He understands the rules. He's part of fucking... He, he was part. I don't know if he's resigned from these rules too. Probably has. I don't know. Probably will. If he hasn't already, like in the last year after the whole um, fucking Super League shit. But he's, he's involved in... Uh, the business of football at a at a top level in Europe, he's part of and 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 heads uh, committees committed to to uh, the business of football in Europe among European clubs. So, guys, it, 
it would be shocking if they were hiding nefarious activity. I think the idea was it was being done in plain sight and they're now saying, yeah, look at the books. Here you go. Now, why would they resign, right? If they're going to get it, and why would they get arrested if they did nothing wrong? Well, they could be arrested under suspicion of something, right? And the entire point is you build a legal defense case, right? You, you defend yourself. Um, so, look, guys, first of all, if you would go down, okay, if you would go down, you guys are all fucking, you, you guys who support other clubs, is, is that what you want? You want you to get relegated again? Is that what you fucking want? Do you have any idea how bad it was for Italian football when you got relegated in 2006? Now, you could say that you as the cancer and they're the reason that they're fucking, you know, they're the reason that Italian football is getting fucked over. That's not fucking true, okay? The bureaucrats who run Italian football, who sent Juve down, are fucking criminals. They are criminal for, for, for what they did to the game, okay? The reason that Italian football is in the state that it is in right now is because there's a lot less money in the game, there's less TV rights, okay? There's less money being spent on TV rights in Italy than there are in other countries, okay? That's because the... The league has been tainted because of what happened to Juve, not because of what they did, but specifically because of the sanctions levied against them, okay? In Spain, you don't think that nefarious shit happens all the fucking time? You think that those motherfuckers, those Mediterranean cocksuckers in, Ca in Catalonia, they're not doing anything bad in Basque Country? Of course they are, okay? You don't send down Real Madrid in Spain, okay? You find them, you, you police them, and you look at their books. Now again, if you're explicitly like fixing matches, okay? Like, like for, for the gain of bookmakers or something. That, that's one thing. Guys, this is not that, okay? This is not that at all. This is accounting that was done a little creatively. We've been talking about this for a long time. The pianist for Arthur Swap made no fucking sense. We know that, but it was legal. The rules suck. Change the fucking rules. And here's the kicker, okay? You guys think that it's going to be good if you ever go down? What do you, you're a fucking Lazio fan. What do you want to fucking... You, you want to enjoy fucking... Only, only seeing them play Udinese and Spezia? Is that what you want? You don't want to fucking go watch your team try to beat Juve once in a while, and if they do, you get to fucking celebrate like you want a title? It's good for the league. It's good for morale. But more importantly, it's going to get real weird in Naples now. Okay, Napoli fans who think this is fucking great. You guys are all dancing on Juve's graves. Neapolitans fucking hate Juve. They think this is great. They're celebrating this popping champagne. Guys, they're popping champagne like they fucking finished in second place in 2018. Had to throw that in there. Little jab. But it did happen. You guys remember that too. But guys, come on. It's going to get a little weird in Naples if the investigators, whoever they are, okay, if they have any interest in actually exploring the activities of other clubs, if they start looking into the Victor Rossi men transfer, that's going to get a little weird, won't it? Right? You guys remember what that was? Nobody knows what Victor Rossi men was purchased for. Apparently, it was like 100 million euro, which is insane, by the way, given his value at the time. Okay? I understand now he might be worth that. At the time, very unclear. He's probably still not even worth that now. But... Uh, other other figures cited were 50 million, 40 million, and I heard like 80 million. Now, the reason that this was so weird is because there was a certain amount of cash that was, I think, actually forked out by Napoli, whatever it was. It might have been 30 million, it might have been 40 million. I'm pulling numbers out of my ass. Who cares? What's the difference at that point? Okay. It wasn't 100 million. 30 million, 40 million is the same fucking thing. These are arbitrary fucking random numbers that are effectively meaningless to these clubs. Okay. They pay them out in tranches over years anyway. But, guys, the reason that the fucking value apparently was so highly. Uh, it was so highly touted. It was so was so elevated. It was because apparently, right now, I'm going to refresh you guys on this. We probably talked about this on the pod before, but I'm, this is, you know, there's some new listeners here. We got the World Cup going on. Maybe you're sticking around for this shit. I'm going mean, to let me reel you guys in here. Napoli sent two youth players to I think it was Lille, who they bought Osimhen from at the time. 
Okay, two players. Now, I don't know both of their names. I know one of them was named Chiro Palmieri. I remember him on Football Manager a number of years ago. That guy, if he's not playing in Echalenza right now, okay, in the fifth tier or the sixth tier in the Promozione, is not playing football anymore. He's 22, 23 years old. I think they valued him at like 20 million euro in that deal, okay? The guy's not even playing football anymore. You understand? Now, <laughs> like, you want to look into that fucking deal? You want to fucking learn who Chiro Palmieri is? Is that what you want to do? You really want to get in the fucking mud like this? I don't think we want to do that, guys. Let's all just acknowledge that everyone does what they can within the rules to try to fucking game the system, to do what they got to do to gain a competitive edge. And if they're gaining the system too easily, then you got to change the fucking rules. That's it. Punte bast. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting. But I don't think they're going to go down. There's no fucking way. There's not. They're not going to turn this into the same level of scandal, too. They will not. I think Andrea Agnelli probably just stepped down because it was a bad look if he got arrested and he had his hands tied. That's what I think. That's personally what I feel. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's my guess. That's my guess on this whole matter. Um, you know, in other news, guys, uh, Maro and Wanda Icardi are back together. Apparently, she's pregnant now this time. So it was obviously some kind of immaculate conception. Uh, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. You know, she's prego with apparently his baby. I thought she was fucking a 20-year-old rapper last I checked, but apparently not. Now, by the way, here's a crazy thing with women, right? Some of them are crazy. Some of them are, some of them are insane. But generally, okay, if you don't fuck up, they'll be loyal to you forever. When you fuck up, crazy bitches will be petty. Wanda Icardi is just that. Maru Icardi apparently fucked up. She got real petty. She brought him into the mud with him. You got to admire that. She took his balls and she took him back. Now, does she, dis does she respect him a little less now? You know, see a piece of shit who fucking got horned up and broke up his family. Now, should she have had any respect for the guy in the first place, right? He broke up another family. Hers, right? I don't know. But in any event, there was never a whole lot of reason to believe that either of them would live, you know, uh, a, 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 a um, mutually monogamous life for the rest of their time together, right? Like, is it fair to say? Like, given both of their track records and where they were coming from, it's hard. It's always a little bit of a hard sell to say, yeah, I'm leaving my husband for you, but I'll, I won't leave you for anyone else, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it happened once. What the fuck? Non c'è due senza tre, right? So, whatever. But they're, they're back together. She's prego. And uh, they went to the Maldives. It's, it's, um, it's where they go. So, dude, every time these cocksuckers break up, they go to the Maldives, they bone for a week, and then they say, I love you. I still miss you. And it's like, it's not the right time to make a decision. But they've made it already. It's too late. She's pregnant again. That's it. Time for a new tattoo. They go to the Maldives every time they fucking argue. I think they have like this hut. They just bang in a hut in hammocks all day. Lounging, frolicking around. Probably no kids. They leave the kids back with a, with a nanny or something. I don't fucking know. They, they frolic around in a hut on a beach for a week and decide that they're still in love. It's It's insane. And it's going to happen again. He's going to cheat on her again. She's going to lose it. She's not going to grow up to look like Cher when she's 75 years old. Maybe she will. Maybe she'll be the blonde Cher. Because, you know, certain women who have always kind of assigned, like, a certain value to their look, they may never be able to go without it. That's very possible. But they'll, they'll break up again. But they're back together now. Don't you get it? That's all that matters. Love wins. Love fucking wins. Um, love wins. Um. Uh, by the way, guys, do you see that? Uh, <laughs> do you guys see that Ronaldo scored um, in a fifth consecutive World Cup, um, the first ever 
uh, person to do that, right? Oh, oh, excuse me. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, oh, hold on. No, sorry, 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 sorry. I apologize. First man to do it, right? Marta and Christine Sinclair did it, guys. Five World Cups. If you don't bring that up first, if you don't preface Ronaldo's accomplishment by saying he's not the first human to do it, some Brazilian lesbian did it this one time, and, and, and Christine Sinclair, who I think is uh, 42 years old and is going through menopause right now, who has 400 caps for the Canadian national team, the fact that's even possible, is, is, it tells you, it's, it's a little strange, but, but she did it. Good for her. Good for fucking Christine Sinclair. You know, she's a Canadian hero to a lot of young aspiring athletes. It's terrific. But, but, but remember, they did it first. They did it first. We can't just say Ronaldo was the first person to score the World Cup five times in a row because the Women's World Cup is a World Cup too, guys. You cannot forget that. It's, it's you know, honestly, it, like, it could very well be. I've just never watched any of it ever. But, you know, apparently the, the U.S. women's national team is going to get half of whatever the U.S. men's national team gets paid uh, in tournament prize money here at the World Cup. Um because that's that's what the U.S. Soccer Federation is doing now. Because they're they're so petrified of retribution, and and they don't want Hope Solo to come out and just claim that like you know like she got like gang raped by the entire board of the U.S. fucking Soccer Federation. She'll do that, right? She'll come out and just make like she'll slander them and she'll, she'll take them. She'll she'll take them down with her. So to avoid that, they're paying the bitches the same as as the pricks, right? I I. I Called them bitches, but the men are pricks too. There we go. I just I corrected that. I don't know why I said bitches, but I did. But the men are pricks. There we go. So they're they're that's a, that's an that's an equally you know that's it's neither sure it's neither here nor there. It's not chauvinistic either way. I was I caught myself there. That was good. You see that? But uh, <laughs> so stupid. <coughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> These, <laughs> who am I performing for? There's no one fucking here. <laughs> anyway, oh man. But worry not, because those bad bitches are going to be sharing half of their fucking uh, wage as well with the the American team. So that's good. It's it's um you know. Yo yo, you know what? That's like, hey, like. Sometimes one spouse makes more than the other, but uh, you know. You both got to eat, right? Like, well, what are you going to say? Hey, listen, I make like 80% of the money in this household. You make 20%, so you can only have 20% of this chicken. You know? Uh, that, that, that's me. But by the way, that's, that's me imitating a female doctor talking to her uh, stay-at-home husband who does like dog sitting. Could go either way, guys. You know? It could hypothetically, hypothetically go either way. I'm sure she would have a lot of respect for her dog-sitting husband in that case. And I don't think she's got any side action. I don't think she's banging her trainer or anything like that. You know? I don't. I think she likes his, uh, you know, his pussy hat. <clears throat> she, she likes that he comes to the women's march with her. Uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, um... Let's talk about let's talk about this fucking let's talk about this Netflix series. This Netflix limited series. Is it a limited series or a docu-series? It's four it's a four part or whatever. You guys have all seen it. Whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. FIFA Uncovered. Let's talk about FIFA Uncovered. So, okay. 
this was this was very good. It was very good that they released it when they released it. Um, first off, just because the timing was flawless, and and you know, go, going up to gearing up for the Qatar World Cup, everyone knew it was a fucked up tournament, right? Everyone knew that it was kind of handed on kind of shady, uh, shady grounds. I think a lot of people also thought that Seb Blatter was just blatantly corrupt. I will say this was interesting because the entire thing revealed to me that he's not, it seems, himself corrupt. I think he's. I think he was very handsomely remunerated for his position. I don't think he ever had to accept bribes from what it seems. I think he's just a, a kind of a megalomaniac, kind of an incel uh, weirdo, but, 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 but he also kind of fucks, I, I don't know, like, he, he gives me, you know, Seth Blatter's kind of like, uh, he's kind of like a Hollywood producer, you know, like, in that, he's a powerful guy who operates in a very specific world, which is football. Just like Hollywood producers operate in a very specific world, which is films, movies, right? Both are very influential worlds. Neither of them really matter, but they kind of bring with it, uh, you know, a great deal of power. Now, the thing with football is it trumps everything else because it's multinational. And, and and it does come with a lot of political power because it allows you to rub shoulders with certain people. Now, here's the interesting thing about Seb Blatter. I think the guy, honest to Christ, I think has always just been, he's always been a power-hungry shit. He's always been a power-hungry little shit. He, he, everything he's done has been to kind of just climb the ladder, climb the corporate ladder, then climb the political social ladder, I guess, and get like brownie points. What's hilarious to me is he, so, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to recap the entire thing. These are just kind of observations, I guess. And again, I'm assuming that you guys will have seen it as well. So, and if you haven't, then go watch it and this will hit home. Okay. But dude, what, my favorite part of the entire series was probably, it was one of two things. It was either when, when Sepp Blatter kind of, when they kind of leaned into like, how he was getting involved in politics and how he was really like championing for a Nobel Peace Prize. The guy actually thought he was going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. And just to think, like right now, so so my favorite thing in the movie was, was that juxtaposed with seeing him now, 86 years old. He's an old 86, by the way. I had a great grandmother who lived to be 101. She looked and spoke eerily similarly to how Seb Blatter speaks now at 86, Okay. And it's like even today, he's still like he still thinks he's defending himself and 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 saving his reputation. Bro, it's over. It's done. Just 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 bring people down with you. Throw them under the bus. Let's go. Give us some good shit here. Instead of just throwing platitudes out there. He's throwing out platitudes and and and, and just not really adding anything of substance. But one of my favorite things he actually said was when he was talking about his speech at the 90, at the 1998 uh, convention, I think, to elect the leader after Havelange, who, by the way, looks like Tiche, the Brazilian coach, a lot. He looks a lot like Tiche. That guy, <laughs> that guy is a um, look. There's something admirable about like a corrupt man 
who's like probably not who's probably not like part of the, the, the Satan worshippers. You know what I mean? Like Joao Havelange was just a simple guy who was a lawyer in Brazil, who was an athlete in Brazil, who 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 came to power at FIFA and just wielded that power for everything it was worth, was able to take bribes and shit, and that's all he wanted to do. He just wanted a little bribe, he wanted to have a little power. He wanted to run the organization and be at the head of it. He wanted to be respected. He wanted to have champagne and, you know, drive around in limousines. And that was it. He didn't want to fuck children, from what it seems. I appreciate that. He's old school, you know? Simple guy. But, uh, so, Sepp Blatter, the 98 convention, or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. The, uh, what would you call it? Call it a convention. I don't know. Whatever. Where he ran against that Swedish guy. I love, dude, he's fucking talking about how. <laughs> he was talking about how. Oh, Svensson, whatever his name was. Let's call him Svensson. Svensson goes up and he's giving this speech. And he's fucking, it sounds like a chicken. And he goes up and he just gives like a really straightforward address saying, you know me, you know who I am, vote for me. The other guy's like, a vote for me is a vote for integrity. A vote for me is, somehow he sounds like African, you know, even though he's Swedish. A vote for me is a vote for a clean FIFA. I want to give the power to every country in the in the organization, but we must we must keep it uncorruptible. And um, yeah, like Sepp Blatter. I mean, he just his entire ethos is just it's deny, 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 and it's also I could still make this better. I could still fix this. I could still fix this. Um, a lot of guys who wound up going on that documentary who didn't exactly plead their case. There was that Qatari guy who spoke with an American accent who who just denied everything. I mean, just, just you, you got to admire like the ability to just stone-faced look at a camera and say, no, it was only three people that died on the sites. And they're, you know, they're like, listen, we actually think it's more like you know a few thousand. And then the temerity to say... No, it's three. Look at the statistics. And they're like the interviewers, who, by the way, should have pressed them more. They didn't press them a lot. It, 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 was, it was real soft, unfortunately. But, you know, I think the idea is they would have fucking walked out at some point, right? And said, no, nah, no, fuck this. I'm done. I'm, I'm revoking my consent. I don't want this going on Netflix because I'm getting, like, spit roasted over here. But, you know, like, I don't actually know if the interviewers asked this at one point, but, like, it was kind of it was kind of suggested hey like like okay but the numbers that you're citing claiming that there have only been three deaths on the work sites over the past 10 years building these stadiums i mean they're they're inherently flawed for x y and z reason no it's only three you know you haven't seen you haven't seen the documents you haven't seen the documents like the, that just again another guy really thought he's going to go on this and and come out smelling like 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 fucking aqua di parma it was incredible but my favorite part of this whole documentary was Without a doubt, the chronicles of Chuck Blazer and Jack Warner. And I knew it would be before it started. I was very much looking forward to seeing what would happen with Jack Warner uh, or what would be chronicled with Jack Warner because he's like the one figure that I actually kind of remember the most from that scandal a number of years ago. I'm so happy that it focused on him. It looks like he's actually kind of like the guy that wielded the whole thing. Now, the funny thing is, I'm not convinced that the guy is... Uh, really coherent ever. Now, I don't know if that's because he speaks with such a heavy Trini Caribbean accent, but listen, 
I had a Tritty coach once, okay? He did not sound like that. Take the fucking ball. What are you doing? You need to play the ball. That was clear to me. Chuck Bonner, he talked like this. He talked like this. I'm, I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. There is no reason. There is no reason. I have no, no good luck. I wish you good luck and uh, get a lawyer. Like, what? Like, what? I don't know what fucking language he's speaking. I don't know if there's different. Dude, I mean, there could be some, like, you know, some some nuance there I, that I'm not aware of. I don't know if he speaks, I don't know if do they speak Patois in, in Trinidad. I thought they spoke English, but I'll be very honest with you. But now Chuck Blazer was the king of this whole thing for me, Matt. Because Chuck Blazer, Chuck Blazer had no, he had no place being there. He had no place being involved in this organization, but he kind of just, he kind of just kept greasing the right gears until he wound up like in one of the most important positions in all of world football. The guy knows nothing about football. All he knows is, is, is about politicking and about fucking like, like organizing, organizing bribery. It was incredible. And this comical figure, this, this larger than life, like this, this huge barrel chested guy, huge fucking barrel chested guy with a fucking like Santa Claus beard. And he was just running this operation for the longest time, getting fucking crazy bribes, running offshore accounts. My favorite fucking thing in this whole show, okay, to do with Chuck Blazer, Chuck Blazer, was the fact that, my favorite thing to do in this whole show to do with Chuck Blazer was the fact he literally just never paid his taxes. The fact that he didn't, he didn't even have the fucking, he didn't even have the fucking balls to try and, and, and not even balls. He, he didn't even have the sense to, to try to falsify them. He straight up just didn't even pay them. Like he was like, yeah, listen, this is what it is. I'm paying nothing. I'm getting cash clean. I got offshore accounts. I got another 20 years looking like this and diabetic. I probably am, you know, probably have heart disease. I just got to survive the next fucking 20 years and not fucking get audited by the IRS. Now, as luck would have it, it happened. It's going to happen when you're involved in some shit like that, where there's a paper trail of really weird shit going on, you know, between different institutions worldwide, wire payment, wire payment, wire payment. It's gonna happen, okay? When everyone is fucking like institutionally fucking when the entire when the entire institution of corrupt uh, of FIFA is corrupt institutionally and everyone uh is on the take, right? It, you're you're probably gonna get caught. It was very like he, he didn't take any fucking measures. He was just enjoying it while it lasted. It was incredible. And then at the end, his girlfriend, his wife, whoever the fuck he whoever the fuck she was, just just that she thought she thought he was gonna get away with it, right? She goes, Chuck, like, why don't you why don't you pay your taxes, pay a fine, and and by the way, and by the way, rest in peace, Chuck Chuck Blazer. He almost outlived the case, by the way. He died in 2017, guys. If he had died three years earlier, okay, he would have never seen the collapse. He would have lived his entire life like a fucking king. You guys understand that? And when it all came crashing down, and he was told to wear a wire, if or he was gonna go to jail for the rest of his life, he just said, Marianne. I'm a fat crook from the Bronx. I'm a fat crook from Queens. Whatever he said, that is incredible. He had no qualms about it. The entire thing he was doing was he was just he was like, listen, I'm 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 doing what I can to wet my beak wherever I can, and I won't stop. And you're gonna pay me because that's just how we do shit over here. And if you don't like it, you could lick my ass. I'm a fat crook from Queens. That's who I am. You kidding? I am Queens Boulevard. What are you going to say to that? What are you going to say to anyone who owns that shit like that? He's the man. He's the fucking man. He, he, he coached his kid's soccer team 
in high school or something, and he rose up to like the club. Dude, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen how local clubs are run. Now, this is back probably like 50 fucking years ago. You have any idea how hyper-local this was? The guy was going to like elections in gyms to be voted like president of his local like kids soccer club. He knows nothing about the fucking sport. He was probably on the take back then too. And he was able to grease his way to the top. That's incredible. This guy should have been a politician. He could have been a politician. He effectively was one, okay? I mean, you're doing a lot of politicking in a job like this. He was a... Uh, <laughs> he was... Um, yeah, a part of the uh, the executive committee who voted, I think, at FIFA on 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 who the president would be. And he's officially known as a whistleblower. Like if you look him up, literally on Wikipedia, he's or if you look him up on Google, he's known as an American whistleblower. <laughs> Which he did, and he was hailed. He was heralded as this as this altruistic figure. <laughs> little do we know he was just covering his own ass he was throwing Jack Warner under the bus he was throwing Jack Warner under the bus because Jack Warner was even more reckless than, than Chuck was himself and Jack Warner got arrested with his sons and then Jack Warner by the way says to his sons good luck get a good lawyer you're on your own <laughs> and Chuck's like well I gotta cut ties with this guy it's time to fucking you know it's time to fucking it's time to fucking take him down right there's no dude no loyalty whatsoever you fuck up I'm taking you down and he was heralded as a whistleblower who was who was keeping a certain level of integrity in the game. It's insane. It's patently nuts. And 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 he did it for he almost got away with it till the fucking bitter end. Do you have any idea how crazy that is? And and he and he just dude, it would have been better if the guy died like just 10 years ago. It's a real fucking shame. It's a real fucking shame. And you know, I get the, he really strikes you, dude, Chuck Blazer strikes you as a guy who would have been a good fucking politician in like fucking Cleveland or something or Pennsylvania. Like he, he looks like he could have been, I don't know. He looks like he could have been a part of like the state Senate in like Pennsylvania, you know? And he would have graduated his way. He's, dude, he fucking, he fucking, bro, Chuck Blazer, Chuck Blazer, he reeks of Congress. He reeks of U.S. Congress. Absolutely. And like I love how Seb Blatter's like, yeah, like, what do you what do you want me to do? Men are corruptible. These guys are from fucking shitholes, you know. He pulled the Trump, you know. We're getting these these guys from all these fucking shitholes. Is that what he said a few years ago about like African countries? Which countries? Which to be fair, I mean, listen, it's a little harsh, but but listen, what is a shithole? Are there countries out there that are shitholes? If so, then. When when do you kind of get promoted from that title? You know, how much potable water per capita does there have to be? Is it a monetary figure? What is a shill? But I love Seth Blatter's basically like, dude, what, what do you want me to do? These fucking savages, I can't control them. Are you fucking crazy? These guys, you offer these guys fucking three hundred bucks, they'll sell out their mother and cut off their fucking daughter's clit. You crazy? These guys are getting offered real money. I never stood a chance. And it's like, hey man. Maybe just call him out, like like figure it out, you know. But he was always, he was always. I guess the thing with Bladder is he was always, he never wanted to clean up house. It was always optics. It was always about optics. It was always an optical thing. And 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 of course this was going to happen, guys. Like, of course this was going to fucking. It was going to get to this point. Of course, you know, uh, guys wound up on the take at FIFA. But here's the thing: everyone looks at Havalange and says 
he was the villain who who started this whole shit. Yeah, sure. You don't think it would have happened by 1994 if Havalanche hadn't done it in the 1970s? It was going to happen eventually at some point. It was going to happen at some point. A hundred percent. The incumbent president who Havalanche won over was going to die at one point. When they elected a new president, you don't think that that guy might have been corruptible? You don't think that Coca-Cola or Adidas or Puma or Nike would have gotten involved with FIFA? You don't think... You, you, you guys don't think... You really, come on, guys. It, it, it's... It's never, I mean, they're never going to not make money. The only way to do it would be to literally forbid them from, from selling advertisement and stuff. But who could forbid them? What jurisdiction do they operate, you know, within? Switzerland? Okay, they could fucking move the operation across the pond to, to, to like the Cayman Islands or something. You know, there are ways. There are ways around anything. So, so like, it's impossible to police. Like, it would be nice if hypothetically FIFA was just an organization that just put on football matches between international countries and, and they were the central database for, you know, for who's a registered footballer or not. Like, it would be nice, obviously, but you got to be fucking realistic here. Like, there's no, ch there's no chance that they're ever going to do that now. So many people like it and watch it that that there are going to be commercials. Like they were eventually going to have to start selling their 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 image rights, right? Be it themselves or through Adidas like they did. It was an inevitable thing. So instead of just talking about how fucked up it is and how it should get cleaned up now, no, like no, nah, man. Nah, man. It, all all that would be nice now is if they don't, you know, pander to 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 you know, dictatorships, right? Like that would be ideal. Or, you know, they're completely neutral. They're Switzerland. They say, if you fucking pay us, we'll come. As long as there's no security threat, we'll be there, you know? Like Infantino said recently that he's open to the possibility of having a World Cup in North Korea. In North Korea? Are you sure you really want to do that? You know, maybe we want to let the dust fucking settle on Qatar and shit, you know? Before we like, you know, mar another guy's presidency with another fucking World Cup that we're grandfathered into that we have to do Despite the fact that it feels it feels a little unsafe, be, be it for the players or for the fans, who cares? You know, it's it's for the media. It, it's 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 so nuts to think that you know certain countries are still kind of held in 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 positive regard by FIFA. But again, like whose job is it to really to really police this sort of shit? They could just have broad standards. But but the problem is if you have a standard of what kind of behavior you want to instill, here's why it wouldn't work at FIFA, is there are too many countries that are part of it around the world that don't adhere to the shit that we, by we I mean Western Western people just generally, kind of adhere to. Like like, like the, the Football Association of the Maldives might have an issue if FIFA says, yeah, fuck who you want, we don't care. You know, or, or like the Islamic, you know, the, the, the new fucking, I don't know, the, the new regime in Afghanistan. You think that like the Afghani, you know, the, the, the Afghan fucking football federation in 20 years time, you know, after 20, 20 years under the Taliban, you really think that they're going to uh, appreciate progressive values like that or values that we deem progressive, right? Arbitrarily, I suppose, but like. It's, it's not possible to police at all. 
It's really like, hey, the world is fucking different. Every country's fucking different. We just unify you guys by, by getting you guys in a room so that we can all vote on the same issues. That's really all it is. The nature of it is so simple. Of course, bribery was going to happen. What's great about it is the fact that it was just entertaining. That's all. The way that it happened was theatrical. It was entertaining and it was scandalous and it was a soap opera. And for that, it's brilliant. That's the reality of how most uh, politicking, I think, gets done. But the fact that it happened with all these crazy characters uh, within the FIFA setup is what kind of makes it all you know, so fucked up. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fucking incredible. Watch it with the, and watch it with someone else. We're just talking about it with someone else. If you watch it with someone else, it'd be better. I wanted to actually review this with a guest. I had to bail. Would have been fun. Um, but like, like it, it's a fun pro. It's a fun thing to watch with somebody else because it's so fucking patently nuts. You guys are gonna be looking at each other and like you're like, what fucking planet are we living on? It's one of those, uh, well and truly. So, so enjoy it if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, guys, enjoy the games. Enjoy the, uh, you know, the World Cup as it continues. Pods will be dropping next week uh, more. You know, the Wednesday, the Wednesday-ish pod is still going to be a thing, but there'll be kind of like just, you know, other ones peppered in here and there. Uh, then when the World Cup's over, it'll just be Wednesdays again. But but um, but yeah, just 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 to be clear, there, there are still like things kind of lined up. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks, so stay tuned, guys. We got a lot more good shit coming on the way. Till next time. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Rate, subscribe if you enjoy the pod. Fucking, uh, yeah, subscribe and just rate it five stars. If you're on Spotify or Apple, it helps us out a lot. Follow us at Cultural Podcast. That's the handle everywhere. Go blow it up. Enjoy the World Cup. Enjoy the games. Uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy. You know, if you're American, fucking good luck. If you're Australian, good luck. We got a lot of you guys. If you're uh, English, go fuck yourself. And uh, if you're Indonesian, apparently I have a lot of Indonesian listeners I saw in uh, the Spotify rap shit. Uh, this year for podcasters, and then uh, I apologize. I apologize for uh, you know for for sounding so uh, you know for sounding so fucking uh, ungrateful. Um, um, but having said that, I'm I'm renouncing my Canadian citizenship right here and now, and and that, that's it. That's all there is to it, guys. I apologize. So uh, enjoy the outro. We'll catch you soon. Alla prossima. Ciao. Thank you.